The truth lives. Political bomb show, starring Rayshawn Blyden. This one is dedicated for all the workers that work nine to five. And you wanna party? Yeah. Hey, it's Friday. Let's party tonight. Party, baby. Well, hello there. Welcome to Political Bomb Show. Your lovely host, Ray Sean Blyden, a very stressful but excited host. None, nothing could be better than being on the verge of becoming a homeowner. My mom, I have to bounce off of her because there's not too many people or no one actually I could bounce off of right now. Just her. There's no one around. But um so I said to her, Hey, guess what, Ma, the appraisal is spot on. So I'm expecting to a response like, Alright, son, that's great. I got a response, what's spot on? I keep forgetting my mother's an island woman. She does not uh compute some of the the language, but come on, everyone's heard of spot on. I was like, You really never heard of spot on, really, Ma? Um she was like you're you're you know you've been away too long in the states so maybe i have been a lot away too long in the states but uh you think she would know what spot on means but anywho yes the appraisal went through just fine and uh i feel like uh things are definitely definitely starting to look up i am very excited and very happy the way how things are going right now because uh i feel like the first half of my life on earth was very rough very very rough so i think that my second half of my life um, is going to be a lot better. God has somehow made it like this, so I'm very happy that the second half of my life, when I say the second half, I mean on earth, because I believe in life after death, of course, but um, my second half of life here on earth, it's going to be, it's going to be great because I'm so, so completely different than the first half of how I used to be, and so I've been rewarded by being a homeowner. Now, I can't take it for granted. I have to still have to remain responsible. I can't slack off and, and and go back into the old me I can't do that so and I won't do that I'm going to take the responsibility really seriously and I know I am because I'm not that guy anymore so I am very very excited and happy at the same time and uh, we'll see we will see I, I I'm telling you I I'm not an Amazon fan not because I'm not well I, I like Amazon but I hate them I have a love-hate relationship basically I don't like the fact that they're a monopoly but I also like the fact that I get get bargains on there and I've been finding myself every free time that I have here just kicking back and saving things that I would that I want for my home that's the good thing about shopping online e eBay I'm, I've been doing it too but where I've been looking for stuff and say oh I like this and I save it in uh in my list and I like that because I can go back later and buy them one by one the things that I like I don't have to buy everything like for instance like locks I want I, I want a certain kind of lock so I've been looking and seeing the ones that I like and saving them then when the time comes I will buy and I'll buy like an order of importance of course for instance not that the seller would do such a thing but um, I will definitely change the outer locks first because you know that's just common sense to me I don't think obviously I don't think people I mean there are bad people out there uh, but I don't think that the owner he seems really nice I don't think that he would keep duplicate copies of the key especially knowing that the house
house has an alarm anyway but uh i think that's the first thing a normal person does when they buy a house is you change the locks you change the locks and still the outer locks. you start with the outer locks anyway and then you could take your time on the inner lock so and with my home this happened to have a lot of outer locks you think generally speaking outer locks would be two doors a front door and a back door but you got a front door you got the side door you got the back door and another door and another door no not exaggerating you got like one i'm gonna need to like three locks at least three locks front side and back i'll start with those and um then go from there but just stuff i'm like spending every hour that i'm not packing and throwing stuff out on amazon and ebay saving things saving things so um and it's great you know how they say everyone should have a, a friend that's a mechanic or and a doctor and a computer guy in your life because you never know well Add to the list now, if you are a homeowner, everyone should have a plumber, an electrician, a masonist, and what else? Did I miss one? Well, those three that I know of, and a carpenter in your life, because especially if you're not buying a new house from scratch, you need them in your life. And so, can't burn your bridges with those kind of folks in your life. You need them. So, uh, I'm very excited, and I, I feel like that's all I'm taking, all I talk about these days. Well, can you blame me? You can't blame me for that anyway. Let me take a break and come back and get into some news right after this. It was almost Christmas time And there I stood in another line Trying to buy that last gift not really in the Christmas mood Standing right in front of me Was a little boy waiting anxiously Pacing round like little boys do And in his hands he held A pair of shoes And his clothes were worn and old He was dirty from head to toe when it came his time to pay I couldn't believe what I heard him say Sir, I want to buy these shoes For my mama, please It's Christmas Eve and these shoes are just her size Could you hurry, sir? Daddy says there's not much time you see, she's been sick for quite a while And I know these shoes will make her smile And I want her to look beautiful If Mama meets Jesus tonight They counted pennies for what seemed like years In the cashier said, son, there's not enough here he searched his pockets frantically Then he turned and he looked at me He said, Mama made Christmas good at our house Though most years she just did without Tell me, sir, what am I gonna do? Somehow I've gotta buy her these Christmas shoes So I laid the money down I just had to help him out And I never 
never forget the look on his face when he said, Mama's gonna look so great. Sir, I wanna buy these shoes for my mama, please. It's Christmas Eve and these shoes are just her size. Could you hurry, sir? Daddy says there's not much time You see, she's been sick for quite a while And know these shoes will make her smile And want her to look beautiful If Mama meets Jesus tonight I knew I caught a glimpse of heaven's love As he thanked me TGIF. It is I, your host, Ray Sean Blyden, but you know who I am. Before I get to the news, let me just uh, talk about something that was running through my mind. You know, when I when I took the first time homeowner class, one of the golden rules that they said, they said, do not, I repeat, do not fall in love with a house unless you know that it's yours. They said, don't, they said, wait until you make an offer the seller accepts your offer, you get an inspection and appraisal, then you fall in love. You fall in love anytime before that and the chances are things could go wrong. For instance, you could uh, go to your inspection and there's so many things wrong and the seller don't want to fix it, you could change your mind and back out. So that's why they say you wait until your and the appraisal. If it, the house is not valued at what it's supposed to be, then you could also back out then, so that's why they say wait until then. I made the mistake, and I still remember the address 36 Melvin in Chicopee. I still remember it because I fell deep, deep in love with it. And the thing is, it had so many problems. The, the roof was leaking. I still fell in love with it. And when I went, it's because once I went inside, it was a two-car garage. The house was huge. That's what she said. All right, guys, quiet. So uh, it had a, it had this kind of Hawaiian wood stuff inside there. That was, I don't know how to, it just looked good. But it was a mess. The, the ceiling, 
because the leaky roof was a mess the sheetrock on the walls was a mess so then I went down to the basement and I fell even more in love because the basement was perfect for a podcast and a music studio it, it there was nothing I needed to do I didn't need to renovate it that was the best part of that house but there was so much problems and I thought to myself you know what now that I got the home that I have now it's smaller it's a one-car garage not a two-car garage the basement is, is finished but it, it needs to be renovated so I could make it into my space down there but I thought about it and said, you know what? God gives you what you need, not what you want. And I wanted the bigger house, but I didn't need the bigger house. So he's given me what I need and not what I wanted. Took me a while to understand the difference between needing and wanting something. And so I am glad that I got what I need. And yes, I am this much closer, this much closer because all the ducks are in a row, you know, the, my offer was accepted. The inspection went well. They're going to take care of what they need to take care of. The appraisal was spot on. Right, Mom? And so now closing and um, finalizing the loan for me to sign. So, um, or not in that order. However, anyway, I'm excited. I'm excited. All right, let's get into some news. Some news. I feel like I haven't done news in a while. See, there you go. The first thing I see. Sears down to last 24 hours, retailer to liquidate if no bid comes. So that's music to a, a new homeowner ears, which is me. So I am definitely going to read this story. This is a this is of real great interest to me because I definitely need I know I need a stove. That is number one because I didn't want the uh, the electric range that they have. I don't like cooking on it with electric. It's it tastes much better when you cook at a gas stove, and that's what I want a gas stove. Yes, Mr. Blyden, but there's no gas. Okay, that's my business. I have I'm not gonna talk about everything. Only a fool divulges everything. Okay, so Sears may be down. To its last 24 hours, iconic retailer likely liquidates if no bid comes in tomorrow. Look, so let's see here. Sears, the 125-year-old icon, has 24 hours to survive. The employer of more than 68,000 filed for bankruptcy in October. Its last shot at survival is a $4.6 billion proposal put forward by its chairman, Eddie Lambert, to buy the company out of bankruptcy to his hedge fund, ESL Investments. ESL is the only party offering to buy Sears as a whole. People familiar with the situation tell CNBC without the bid or another like it, liquidators will break the company up into pieces but as Lambert stares down a deadline of December 28 that's today by the way to submit his offer he is quickly running out of time as of Thursday afternoon Lambert had neither submitted his bid nor rounded up financing the people familiar said should Lambert submit a bid, Sears advisors would have until January 4th to decide whether he is a qualified bidder. Only then could ESL 
take part in an auction against liquidation bids on January 14th. January 14th, three days away from something major for me. It is possible Lambert, Sears' largest investor, secures financing in time to meet the deadline, these people said. The hedge fund manager, the hedge fund manager turned retailer has managed last minute feeds before due to requirements by the Securities and Exchange Commission, Lambert will be required to make his bid public. The stipulation that could sway him to prolong the filing until its exact deadline of 4 p.m. Eastern Time Friday. Nonetheless, the quickly approaching cutoff puts Sears the closest to death it has ever ever been. I wonder if JC Penney's all is also dead yet. I know I think there's still some JC Penney's around. Not many of them. Not many, but um you gotta blame Amazon. I'm sorry. But Amazon is killing off these retailers. I'm sorry to put it that way, but it really is. This is why I'm a perfect example. I'm looking for, for stuff for my new house and, and where am I looking? Online in Amazon. eBay too to be fair but not as much. I'm mostly in Amazon saving things but uh, you know it's just I'm, I'm a consumer. I'm a consumer first and then I'll gripe about the uh, monopoly monopolizing of Amazon but I'm a consumer first. Money has to be budgeted right because as you know I'm a homeowner now. I'm a responsible homeowner so I have to budget the money right and I'm gonna have to go for bargains and Bar bargains are plentiful in, in Amazon, I'm sorry. And so I have no choice. You know, if money wasn't an issue, well then I could go to these box, these uh, these stores. But I don't know. Anyway, uh, I'll be keeping an eye on it. I'm specifically gonna be looking for uh, a gas stove. That that's that's the most priority. That's the that's the top priority one I need of a gas stove. If I could get it at a bargain with a store closing, I'm gonna get that. Secondary is a washer and dryer because the home is coming with a washer and dryer, but it's very old. Put it to like that. It's a very old washer and dryer. So obviously I'm gonna keep it while I save for a new one because I'm it's very old the technology. I don't know how good it's gonna wash the clothes, it's gonna how good the dryer, how efficient it is. So I'll keep it for a short period of time until I could somehow save and get one. I'm not so um but that'll be secondary if they're liquidating stuff. So we will see. I'll definitely be keeping an eye out on this. Okay, moving right along. What else do we have? Stocks wild confidence falls. Stock, I've not, I've I've been curious to get into the stock market, but never did. I don't think I, I want to. I really I'm not going to even attempt it. I'm just not. Speak. I don't know why. Speaking of the the, the stock market, just brought this thing into my mind. But my friend, he's more into conspiracy theories. He called me up. Hey Ray. Hey dude. Guess what's going on, man? I was like, what's going on? He said, dude, Bank of America ATM, they have a disclaimer on their ATMs now. It says that your money might not be readily available to you. Uh, dude, it's my money, man. I was like, I know, that's crazy, right? I was like, yeah. So I tried to look it up. I can't find anything. So I was reluctant to mention it. So that's all I'm going to say about it until I find 
more evidence. So um, let's see. Americans' confidence in the economy falls again, and is at a, the at the lowest level since the summer. Okay, what happened? Consumer confidence doesn't take its cues directly from what's happening on Wall Street, but the stock market's plunge in the past few months is likely reshaping how Americans view the economy. Wall Street jitters about the U.S. economy might also be weighing on the minds of Americans. Not weighing on my mind. Not weighing on my mind at all. Let's see. What else we got here? What else we got, man? Sell signal puts Michael Cohen near Prague around time of purported Russian meeting? Michael Cohen. Isn't that, that's a slime ball, isn't it? Let's see. Sell signals put Cohen outside Prague around time of purported Russian meeting. A mobile phone traced to President Donald Trump's former lawyer and fixer, Michael Cohen, briefly sent signals ricocheting off cell towers in the, in the Prague area in the late summer of 2016 at the height of the presidential campaign, leaving an electronic record to support claims that Cohen met secretly with Russian officials. Four people with knowledge of the matter say, during the same period of late August or early September, electronic eavesdropping by an Eastern European intelligence agency picked up a conversation among Russians, one of whom remarked that Cohen was in Prague. Two people familiar with the incident said, The phone and surveillance data, which have not previously been disclosed, lend new credence to a key part of the former British spy dossiers of Kremlin intelligence describing purported coordination between Trump's campaign and Russians election meddling operation. The dossier which Trump has dismissed as a pile of garbage, I call it a pile of excrement, and Cohen and blah, 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 I don't care. I don't give a damn, y'all heard? Okay, disgrace fixer denies. Uh, what is this? Resurrected controversy met with skepticism. This must be all, I don't care. I'm gonna gloss right over that because I don't care. Manhunt for illegal immigrant accused of killing a cop. 1,000 migrants released in Texas and New Mexico. New Mexico, New Mexico. Update, Putin setting up nuke bomber base on Caribbean island. Declares new hypersonic weapon is impossible to interrupt, intercept. Oh man, it's just too much, too much, too much, man. How Trump's covert Iraq trip was exposed. Hmm. Hmm. Let's see. It, CNN. It was a crisp winter morning in Sheffield, England, when amateur photographer and plane enthusiast Alan Malloy looked out his kitchen window and noticed a large trail in the sky. He didn't know 
he was about to accidentally help uncover a highly sensitive secret presidential trip to a conflict zone. About six hours before Malloy's discovery, President Donald Trump and First Lady Melania Trump were quietly whisked out of the White House under the cover of darkness on Christmas night for a trip to Iraq. I literally stepped out and I could see a trail coming towards me and thought, let's have a look at what's on the end of that. And then I looked through the viewfinder and thought, this is worth photographing. It's not just a normal airliner, Malloy told CNN. It was that moment that the almost retired IT pr project manager who has been spotting planes for 40 years and enjoys keeping an eye on in the sky, knew he was looking at something unique when he saw a distant color scheme on the plane. I absolutely, I was absolutely amazed when that came past. Okay, I don't know why this is doing that. There we go. Okay, so uh, what else we have here? NBC News standing by misleading story. Let's see what the misleading story is this time. Following backlash, NBC revises story about Trump's Christmas time visit to Iraq. NBC News has changed its headline to this formation. Trump becomes first president since 2002 to visit troops on the on or before Christmas. Better not best. The new version also includes an expanded editor editor's note explaining all the changes needed to align the pieces with Trump's unannounced departure uh, is this any surprise that they soldier says i came back into the military because of you i'm assuming he's talking to trump amazing moment u.s soldier in iraq tells president trump i came back into the military because of you wow that's that's deep that's very deep very deep indeed okay uh Tweets reveal secretive SEAL team. Let's see. Uh, shortly after his first, vi first visit to U.S. troops station in the war zone, President Trump posted a video that showed him posting pictures with, with the servicemen. SEAL Team 5 without sealing their faces. Trump had been criticized for that. Hey. What else do we have here? Iraqi demands U.S. troops withdraw. Bloomberg prepared to spend at least 100 million on 20 campaign. Don't care. Top Bernie supporters won't commit to supporting him. California moves up primary. Wants bigger impact. AP says 30% of Latinos vote Republican. That's very good. Very good. Very good. <laughs> this information campaign against Roy Moore may have violated the law. Alabama AG says virus sending infants to intensive care. What else do we want? I'm reading some headlines because I'm not going to open everything. If it interests me, I'm going to open it because if it don't interest me and I open it, you're going to be bored and I'm going to be bored and who wants to be bored? I don't want to be bored. Do you want me bored? No, I don't want to be bored. Do you want me? No. And it's Friday. No one wants to be bored on a Friday. Trump presidency has changed Washington. Defied convention. What else? Saudi King orders 
major government reshuffle after 60 years of revolution in Cuba cracks in leadership emerge depression anxiety withdrawal the hell of trying to quit vaping nah I do I, I will not listen to you in fact I'm gonna vape right now my click can you hear that click I'm about to vape you hear that clicking all right let's see 76 watts pop the juice in there you think i'm kidding listen to the pop you hear that that's a vape baby oh, all right sorry folks had to do it all right mm, yummy okay it says depression anxiety nicotine withdrawal trying to quit vaping was hell andrea nick quit vaping in august oh man the 39 year old kansas city man says it was hell the mortgage broker was depressed for three days he felt a void in his life it's delicious it's too attractive he says you don't make something you you can vape in a watermelon flavor and think people aren't going to do it all the time vaping did help me stop smoking a habit since he was 17 let's see but it can be so hard for users to wean themselves off vaping that the food and drug administration is considering some addiction specialists are questioning whether it's the best way to stop smoking yes it is don't you do it i am very angry because big cigarette are the ones that's pushing this i know they are big tobacco lobbyists so don't give me the crap okay okay got that out of my system moving right along moving right along let's see grind takes mental physical toll fake moon landings flat earth why do okay this is something that's up my my friend the one that i was telling you about that's into conspiracy theories he's i don't know how could you think that the earth is flat i'm sorry my friend dude it's flat man it's not flat dude you shut up without that okay so i'm not gonna even read that i'm not gonna i am just not gonna read that I, it's impossible the, the, the earth is, is flat okay yeah Keep going to the end until you fall off. Yeah, dude, I'm gonna fall off. Oh, it's the aliens. <laughs> anyway, uh, inside, let's see what else we got. Rough year for universal basic income experiments. Hmm. Hmm. Things that make you go, hmm. Things that make you go. What's this? Gallupole says, Michelle Obama ends Hillary run as most admired. Who admires her? I certainly don't admire her. Do you admire her? Because I know I don't admire her. Who would admire her? Who would admire her? Who would admire her? No, seriously, I'm asking who would admire her? Do you admire her? Because I don't admire her at all. Not in 50 million years would I admire Michelle Mabel. Marcel Mabel.
eyes are clay, I'm in beta, so there is a few small bugs like constant misuse of your data. Inside Facebook's secret rulebook for global political speech, under fire for stirring up distrust and violence, the social network has vowed to police its users, but leaked documents raise serious questions about their approach. Let's see here. In a glass, conf in a glass conference room at its California headquarters, Fakebook is taking on the bonfires of hate and misinformation it has helped fuel across the world, one post at a time. The social network has drawn criticism for undermining democracy and for provoking bloodshed in societies small and large. But for Fakebook, it's also a business problem. The company, which makes about $5 billion in profit per quarter, has to show that it is serious about removing dangerous content. It must also continue to attract more users from more countries and try to keep them on the site longer. How can Fakebook monitor billions of posts per day in over 100 languages, all without disturbing the endless expansion that is core to its business? The company's solution, a network of workers using a maze of PowerPoint slides spelling out what's forbidden. Early, other than every other Tuesday morning, several dozen Facebook employees gather over breakfast to come up with the rules hashing out what the site's 2 billion users should be allowed to say. I know none of us are conservatives. The guidelines that emerge from the meetings are sent out to 7,500 plus moderators around the world. The closely held rules are extensive and they make the company a far more powerful arbiter of global speech than has been publicly recognized or acknowledged by the company itself, the New York Times has found out. The Times have proved the Times was provided with more than 1,400 pages from the rule books by the employee who said he feared that the company was exercising too much power with too little oversight and making too many mistakes. An examination of the files reveal numerous gaps, biases, and outright errors as Facebook employees grope, from, grope for the right answers. They have allowed extremist language to flourish in their in, in some countries while censoring mainstream speech in others. You, you can't do that. You gotta, if you're gonna, you have to be across the board one way, you idiots. Moderators were once told, for example, to remove fundraising appeals for volcano victims in Indonesia because a co-sponsor of the drive was on Facebook's internal list of banned groups. Huh. Paperwork error allowed a prominent extremist group accused of fomenting genocide to stay on the platform for months. In, in India, moderators were mistakenly told to take down comments 
critical of religion. The fake book employees who met to set the guidelines, mostly young engineers and lawyers, try to distill highly complex issues into simple yes or no rules. Then the company outsources much of the actual post-by-post moderation to companies that enlisted largely unskilled workers, many hired out of call centers. Yep, no wonder it sucks. Speaking of which, how this person got my number but uh this this it was one of these uh i don't even know what who it was one of those quick telemarketers i believe it was and they keep calling me and i finally answer and i said listen biatch why do you keep calling me and so she hung up on me and so i called back and someone else no actually yeah she did hang up on me so i called back and someone else picked up the phone another lady again ironically so i said she said how can i help you i said i said the last biatch i talked to hung up on me and she without delay said oh your mother hung up on you i was like i was like what did you just say to me you stinking freaking whore bleep 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 and then she hung up on me and they never called back again so (laughs) that was good Okay, so continue with the sucky, sucky, sucky uh, story here. Let's see here. Those moderators at times relying on Google Translate have mere seconds to recall countless rules and apply them to the hundreds of posts that dash across their screens each day. That's stupid. It's not going to work. When is a reference to jihad, for example, forbidden? When is a crying laughter emoji a warning sign? This is dumb. It's not going to work. Moderators express frustration at rules. They say don't always make sense and sometimes require them to leave a post they fear could lead to violence. You feel like you kill someone by not acting, one said. Uh, Facebook executives say, they are working diligently to rid the platform of dangerous posts. Translation, conservatives. I'm not going to read anymore. I'm done with you. Suck. You suck, Zuckerberg. Suck. Zuckerberg, suck. You suck. You suck. Zuckerberg, suck. You suck. You suck. You stink. You dirty Zuck. You suck. You sucky, sucky, suck. You suck. You suck, Zuckerberg. All right, that's enough about sucky, sucky. I'm sick of you. Sick of all of you. Everyone. Okay. Vegas plans New Year's Eve blowout to rival the New York City one. I don't go to those things. I don't. I really don't go to those things at all. SWAT officer ends hours long standoff by signing white christmas 
to suspect. Huh? Oh, wait. I'm sorry. Let's, let's read that headline again. SWAT officer ends hours-long standoff by singing White Christmas to suspect. Okay, this seems... Let's see what this is all about. What is this all about? Is this real? Okay, the suspect's name is... is uh, oh, I lost his name there. Oh, Nathaniel Lewis. Oh, so a Christmas Day barricade situation ended in an unusual manner after the East Vincent Township SWAT team used a different tactic, singing a Christmas carol. The incident began when family members called police to the home of the 34-year-old Nathaniel Lewis, a member of the Pennsylvania National Guard. Hmm. An hours-long standoff ensued with Lewis firing at police officers from a second-story bedroom. Bullets struck the sides of the armored police vehicle, a civilian's vehicle and a nearby home. We were putting our kids to bed around nine and heard what we thought was a, was fireworks, said the neighbor, Megan Flynn. Megan and Matthew Flynn said a SWAT team rushed them and the kids into a basement saying they were responding to a barricade situation with their neighbor. Let me stop right there. This is another another big plus why I'm going to be happy I'm going to be a homeowner because I live here in an apartment and if a situation happens I have no basement to run to let's say there's a tornado which is had it had it has happened and occurred here in New England so don't say it can't happen uh, a tornado occurs I can run down to my basement so anyway let's get back to the story Chester County District Attorney Tom Hogan says police initially conducted a, a wellness check of Lewis after his wife asked for a separation. Oh boy. Lewis refused to come out of the house and then took his rifle, firing some 20 shots at officers in, outside. Nearly nine hours later, Lewis demanded a negotiator sing him White Christmas. Four verses later, Lewis came out. Wow, that is bizarre. This is as close to a Christmas miracle as you're gonna get. Everybody got to go home to their families that day. The SWAT team got to go to their families. The defendant was taken into custody, but he wasn't killed, said Hogan. Lewis was taken into custody at 7 a.m. on Wednesday. He was he was he's charged with multiple counts of attempted homicide, aggravated assault, and other offenses. Wow, that is something. That is definitely something. What is this? Abuse of power, racism, Olympic gold medalist rips referee. I don't all right, come on, let's see what oh abuse of power, racism, Olympic gold medalist rips referee who made NJ wrestler cut dreadlocks. Hmm. Well let's read the story. Let's see if if, if we think it was racist. And I will read it right after this. <laughs> Just like the ones I used to know Where those streets are Listen and children listen To hear sleigh bells in the snow The snow But then I, I, I am dreaming Oh, I 
Welcome back. I'm sorry, I'm not going to go into the story that I was going to go into. I lost it. So I'm going to go into the main topic. And let's start with this song because this is what it's about. Ex-friend. This is for you. Can't believe you. So let's trust my instinct and so never became friends. But anyway... This is not English. Albania. Ex-best friend got me into it. Could use his help right now. So today I want to talk about criminals thinks differently, understand them and remain armed. So that is what I am going to discuss right now. So how do you get to know them and become and arm yourself? Well, this story is from Ammo Land. In the past years or so, eight terrible mass shooting events have been reported in the U.S. with 99 people killed and 131 seriously injured. Just last month, the deadliest shooting spree in the U.S. left 50 people dead and 53 wounded in an Orlando nightclub. The shooter had declared alliance to the radical Islamic State. There are others not as dramat dramatized or reported involving others killed or wounded. So let's get to the side. Psychopaths are not mentally disabled and usually do not lose contact with reality. This is complex and involves much medical ex expertise. So be careful with your conclusions and stereotyping. This is just a generalized summary to help us lay people. Understand that I want to help with a broad baseline understanding what are some of the common criminal antisocial behavioral traits of both psychopaths and Sociopath. The, the American Psychiatric Association Manual of Mental Disorder, 5th edition 2013, gives some generalized common traits. Common behavioral traits of antisocial criminals. Disguard for laws and social mores. Disguard for the rights of others. Failure to feel remorse or guilt. Motivated by self-centered greed or revenge to commit crimes. Tendency to display violent behavior. Well, I think this describes my ex-friend to a T. I mean, you, I definitely did not want to be friends with him. Let me put it right out there. My, my 
spidey senses, for lack of a better word, knew that I would shouldn't be friends with him. But I was was sort of like, okay, I'm just gonna give the guy a chance. I'm not gonna listen to my uh, inner inner spidey senses. And I boy was I wrong, cause he turned out to be a okay. So next, sociopath, no sense of responsibility. That's him, emotionally immature. Oh my gosh, this is him with excessive risk taken. Easily agitated and volatile, highly impulsive and erratic. This describes him. Obviously, I'm not going to say his name here. Capable of empathy and relationships. With me, he it was it was definitely okay. So I don't want to get into it personal stuff. Commit haphazard, spontaneous and violent crimes like murder. Well, he hasn't gone that far yet. Self-centered priorities. Yep. Form attachment to like-minded group. This is a part where I don't understand why did he like me so much? I am not like-minded like him at all. I am not, so I don't understand. Okay, so that was a sociopath. So he has elements of of antisocial criminals and sociopaths. Not all, everything in there, but he has elements of both of those so far. Psychopath, very manipulative and easily gain people's trust, believe they are smarter and more powerful than they really are. Elements of that is true about him. He thought he was more powerful than he really was. He, he, does, he did gain people's trust and Idiots believed them, which I didn't. That's why I fell out of, of friendship with him before. I, I just knew. He appears normal to unsuspecting people. It's true. But I saw right through him. I could see that I could see that he was something was wrong with him. Or calm, cool, control. Yeah, and carefully planned details in advance. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Lack empathy, morality, and concern for others. Incapable of lasting love and relationships. I think so. Disio- dis- disassociate emotionally from their actions are unremorseful without guilt because of alliances. Hmm. Often commit crimes for the thrill, lie, steal, and murder. E.g. serial killers. Always recognize that guns do not kill people, but rather derange people kill others through their usual conscious and negative irrational efforts to use weapons in an evil way. Understanding the criminal mind. It is very important for us to understand the criminal mindset, their motivations and behaviors as well as our own goals, motivation, skills, and behaviors for critical decisions we must make in an unplanned encounter. It is important to think ahead and anticipate such possible encounters and our range of choices for responsible or for responding to a particular situation as much as this is this is possible of course it's not possible to anticipate all possible assaults encounters and situations but generally we must decide ahead if we have 
the mindset for shooting someone. So um, I don't think that this particular ex-friend that I'm talking about, I don't think that he um, that he would shoot someone. But then again, I don't know. I do, I do know that he would do other things, and he's done other things. And yeah, I um, I think it's horrible. But I think that he's gonna. Hopefully, he learns from his mistake. And I really I have to remain vague because there's too many things that I. I shouldn't, it's inappropriate for me to talk about, so I'm not going to talk about it anymore. Okay, so let's really quickly glance to see if there's anything else in the news. Anything else in the news? Anything else in the news? Um, I'm not seeing anything, so... I think it's time to end this Friday show so you could get to drinking and doing whatever you do on the weekend. So let's end it with this song dedicated to my ex friend.
you titled the segment calling the kettle black first of all i'm not calling you black what i'm trying to do is get a clarification on your stance on the things that you have made known and that is not calling the kettle black all right so um I'm going to give uh, Rayshawn one minute to respond to that. I'm absolutely outraged by what he just said, that a fetus is less, less significant than pet. I, I just, it's hard for me to even compose myself in a civilized <laughs> manner by, by what he just said there. A fetus is more insignificant ins- than a pet? Are you kidding me? Keep it. Okay, here. Uh, Exciting talk show that educates listeners while giving common sense opinion on politics, news, and a variety of topics. Be a guest on our show by visiting politicalbombshow.cf. Be a guest on our show by visiting politicalbombshow.cf.